to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love It's a huge portion, but it's way too big and it's growing and it's a huge concern. I mean, what was this five years ago? It might be like somebody like Rand Paul that would say something or Dana Rohrbacher. Now there's a significant number of folks doing it with Tucker Carlson talking about, you know, how great Vladimir Putin is and how Ukraine is really actually part of Russia. Um, I think it's a couple things. Number one, it could be some naivety on foreign policy, not in Tucker's case. I think it's an affection for authoritarianism. And I think Vladimir Putin has done a decent job of engaging in culture battles, in culture war. And he is seen as the person defending, in essence, the culture of the past. And so it's very frightening. And by the way, you know, Ukraine is next, sure. What ha- already one third of the country of Georgia is occupied by Russia. Nobody's going to stop them from going into the rest of that. Then you have the Baltics, you have the Balkans that they're interfering in. Uh, this is a frightening moment. And any Republican that has affection for Vladimir Putin has no understanding of what our party stands for or our country stands for. Uh- <laughs> Says the guy who's been censured by his own party excommunicated by his own family, has zero friends on planet Earth, has zero courage anywhere in his life, and is leaving his post as a congressman in the corrupt state of Illinois. Says that guy. Says that guy. That guy, little action figure Adam Kinzinger, is lecturing you and myself and all these other Republicans who seem to just love Putin, I guess, He's lecturing us on how to be a Republican and what we should stand for. Yes, the same guy who's a keynote keynote speaker at uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger's slumber party of losers that they're going to air as a counter-programming to the CPAC in in hopes that they garner even, you know, 100 people to watch and 100 people to come. Yeah, that's that guy. Um, I want to just give you a little bit of of an update here. A little action figure, ankle biter Adam Kinzinger. Um, It's not that we Republicans are siding and supporting Putin. We are not siding with and we are not supporting with an illegal, illegitimate regime that does not have the right to say what we should do as a country because they did not win the American vote. We are not supporting and we are not siding with the same allies of those illegitimate people that are in that regime currently occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We are not putting our faith, our trust, and our support behind the people that we know have lied to us for decades and decades 
and decades. We are not supporting the military-industrial complex so they can line their pockets with the blood of our men, women, and uh, in the service, and our children, and our grandfathers, and our fathers, and whoever else is fighting over there. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not who we're putting our support behind. So by default, that doesn't mean that we're putting support behind Putin. It just means let them deal with their issues. We'll deal with ours, or will we? We're not dealing with the southern border. We're not dealing with gas prices. We're not dealing with inflation. We're not dealing with, fast enough anyway, the 2020 stolen election. We're not dealing with any of that stuff. But we're going we're gonna to worry about this. We're going to worry about this fear porn. We're going to worry about this war propaganda so that we can get our eyes and our attention off a failed administration. Who, by the way, their only ammo right now is January 6th Unselect Committee. And at the end of the show, I'm going to show you how we're going to put a dagger in that. That little, uh, that little fun, uh, you know, game of fun for Adam Kinzinger and, 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 and Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney. We're going to put an end to that. We're going to put a dagger in that. You are locked and loaded right here, live from America, everybody. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire, and it is a blessing to be here on this show, doing the news for you every single day. God bless you. You are, insp- you are an inspiration to me, and every one of your messages that come through on social media are very encouraging. Please do me a favor and share, share, Share. It is time to be bold. It is time to not be afraid of being suspended or shadow banned. It is time to go to war for this beautiful country. And I'm not talking about with Russia. He does, they don't represent the people of this party. Shut up. You don't even belong to the party. You've been censured by the party. Peace out. Kick rocks. You got nothing to say here. You have no power here. And you clearly don't have a voice here. You little tiny action figure. Calm down, Kinzinger. Calm down. Wow. Anyway, (coughs) I want to go to Getter real quick and do some shout outs, some live shout outs over on Getter. Uh, The Getter family is growing. Getter is growing. We reached 10,000 followers on the Getter page yesterday. So thank you to all who have created a, um, a profile over there, and thank you to all who have followed the show over there. Nick Ratliff, how you, or Ratliff, how you doing? Good to see you, my friend. We've got uh, Scarlett Barr from North Carolina in the house. How you doing? Roxy from California. Ann Brink, one of my favorites of all time. How are you and your husband? I hope all is well. Terry says, freedom, baby. Fran, thank you for joining in. Joe Demers, how you doing? Good to see you, my friend. Benny is watching on, on uh, Getter as well. Nicole from Pennsylvania. Chrissy Ambrosia is watching. How you doing, Chrissy? Good to see you. We've got Jill Glazer, Carrie Sobzak, and one more here. Let's give it to Texas Chick Dixie from Texas. She says, here today. It's really easy to repost and share on Getter, folks. So just if you could please do that for me. And on Rumble, the easiest thing to do is if you're on your app is just go to your messenger. Go to your Facebook messenger, your Instagram messenger, share it 100 people at a time. It's pretty simple. And I've, by the way, rocking my Vaxxed by the Blood of Jesus t-shirt that I got from one of you great uh, Life from America family members yesterday. Thank you very much. Let's come over here to uh, Rumble, folks, and say hello to Wendy. How you doing, Wendy? God bless you, and thank you very much. I do see a lot of you guys asking to get people on the show, like uh, gubernatorial candidates from your states. And uh, I just instructed uh, uh, the producer to write jot, jot those down so that we can reach out to those folks, because sometimes it just goes too fast for me to see. Good to see you, Deb. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. Alexa, hello. How are you? Lisa, thank you. I appreciate your, uh, your, your dedication to the show. Christine from the Show Me State of Missouri. Crystal with a K. How you doing? Good to see you, girl. Mary Kelly from Nevada. She says, shout me out. Well, there you go. Thank you very much. Becky, hello. How are you? Bob from Florida. Debbie from Pennsylvania. Carol from Pennsylvania. Good to see you. Terry Lynn, hello. God bless. Let's give it to a couple more here. Uh, Sheila from Michigan and tuning in from South Jersey. Michelle, God bless you and thank you for tuning in to Live from America today. We're going to get right to the verse of the day. The verse of the day today, actually, I was... I was leaning towards a different verse. I was leaning towards a different message. And the great thing about asking God to guide you every single day when you are reading the word, 
to where he wants you to go is if you listen, if you understand how to listen to him, he actually makes you kind of do a 180 sometimes. And that's exactly what happened this morning. So this morning I titled the morning newsletter, Be Bold, Be Precise, and Be Matter of Fact. Now, for those who do not get the newsletter, please just go to jeremyharrell.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, sign up for the newsletter. Whatever email you use, make sure you check all folders when it initially comes in because it may not come into your inbox. Be bold, be precise, be matter of fact. Verse of the day, John 6, 43 through 46. But Jesus replied, quote, Stop complaining about what I said. For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. As it is written in the scriptures, they will be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I who was sent by God, have seen him. Now these verses come to us after people in the crowds doubted Jesus was who he claimed to be. They said, quote, We know you. We know you're the son of Joseph and Mary. We know that you are, we know who uh, they are your parents. So you can say, so how can you say, excuse me, that you came from heaven if your parents are Joseph and Mary? And Jesus put them in their place quickly with zero explanation that they desired to hear. He was bold. He was matter of fact. And he wasn't having any opposition to what he was saying. No shenanigans when it came to Jesus. I can tell you that. You see, in the world of men, we can have disagreements. In the world of men, we can compromise with each other to make it fair for both parties. But when it comes to the word of God, when it comes to the teachings of Jesus Christ, there is no compromise. It is, because, it is because God said it is. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. When you are spreading the gospel, try to be as clear and try to be as precise as possible. Try to say it in a way that people understand it and people respect it. But don't ever try to please someone's feelings if they disagree with the word of God. It is there for a reason and that is to be respected, and that is to be taught, literally, not figuratively, and not how you perceive it, literally. We pray in Jesus' mighty name that he gives us the understanding of how important the word of God is so that we may never compromise his teachings. In his holy name we pray, amen. Never compromise, folks. There's going to be a lot of people that do not want to hear what you have to say as it pertains to the word of God. And that's just too bad. Now, again, you can say it in a way that they value it and respect it, but don't change it to fit their feelings. You're violating the first commandment right there. You do not have any other gods before me, so we don't make up a snuggly, cuddly God so that people might come to the word if we just change it to make it fit their narrative or their idea of what God is. God is. I am. How many times have you seen that in the Bible? I am. He is the great I am, so there is no compromise. Please remove your hats as we all go to the Lord together, as one big Live from America family, as one big congregation enjoying fellowship with one another. Remove your hats and let's say the Lord's Prayer together this morning, folks. As we start live from America, here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And speaking of the wonderful blessings and the wonderful things that God does on his timing and, and, uh, and by his path, 
Folks, our goal this year was to raise $40,000 for those in need. We have already surpassed $10,000, and it's only February. I have a feeling that God is going to use Live from America in a, in a lot bigger uh, a way in 2022. I think the scope of Live from America and what this show has grown into by all of us. We've all built this with our bare hands, so we all have a say-so in it. We all communicate the right way. And I think that God is pleased with the show, and I think that we are going to surpass that $40,000 goal this year by a lot. But let's keep that in our prayers, and let's also keep the prayers of those who have the ability to donate such large amounts like we did yesterday for Darlinda. It's going to change her whole outlook on life this year. Just this one big, huge act of kindness is going to change her and her mother's outlook on life for the rest of their year. Think about that. That is the incredible power of this show. And that is the incredible power of God in heaven. So put your cups up, folks, and let's commence to having the first slurp of the day as we get into the first and foremost section. Here we go. First and foremost, National Guard troops are said to be scrambling, scrambling to secure tow trucks as the D.C. swamp braces for the United States trucker convoy, or shall we say, the people's convoy. The D.C. swamp is scrambling to find tow trucks as officials frantically brace for the arrival of multiple American trucker convoys that are gearing up for a massive protest in the nation's capital. By the way, that convoy starts today. Now, one thing that I found out over the last 24 hours is that the convoy that is coming from Pennsylvania and other convoys that are coming from the East Coast, they're going to be heading to D.C. right away. So they'll already be there. Thousands of trucks will already be there by the time that the trucker convoy that builds up like a snowball from California to D.C. arrives. So what you're going to see is truckers getting there first, putting that first barrier up, leaving one lane open for emergencies so not to be inhumane. And ladies and gentlemen, it's just going to pile and pile and pile on top of that. We are going to shut the gears down of this country, which is why I've been preaching to you to get ready. Buy toilet paper. You remember what happened when people thought the coronavirus was going to kill toilet paper, remember? You know what I mean. Not literally. Buy toilet paper, get batteries, get flashlights, get food, get frozen foods, get them in your, fr- uh, your chest freezer if you have one. And ladies and gentlemen, remember, when all else fails, you will have people out there like Patriot Foods and my pillow who are geared up to make sure that you get your items. We will not have any trucker problems because you're going straight from their facility to you. Just remember that as we move forward. Now, a group called the People's Convoy, which was planning on departing California today, claims to have an army of 1,000 truckers ready right out of the gate. And I believe a majority of them are coming from the Pennsylvania region right now, with even more set to join them as the convoy travels to D.C. And on top of that, there are also several other groups that are planning trips of their own. The potentially massive blockade is due to begin arriving next week which has left the Biden regime panicking because they know, ladies and gentlemen, that the people that are coming to protest are more than likely also people that believe that Joe Biden is illegally occupying the White House. Hence why they're putting up the gate. Remember, if you're not a dictator, then you are not afraid of the people that you represent. If you are afraid of the people you represent and you put up gates to keep them out, barricades to keep them out, and actually turn the might of the American military against those people, or you run and hide like little Justin Trudeau did, then you are a dictator by definition. There is no other way around it. And I don't understand why left-wing lunatics who are brainwashed and indoctrinated on a daily basis, from the minute they wake up to the minute they go to sleep, it's just hard to understand how their brains don't work properly so that they can understand this kind of stuff. After all, the last thing that this embarrassment of an illegitimate president needs is an Ottawa situation on his hands, especially as he's trying to save face with Russia and the Ukraine debacle, which we will get to today as well. Now, the D.C. swamp is called all hands on deck 
for the incoming protest. In addition to local law enforcement officers and the Capitol Hill police, the D.C. National Guard has been enlisted to help, with some members having already been deployed. Starting today, D.C.'s National Guard Land Component Command will be encamped within the city as it prepares for the convoy's arrival, according to two separate notices that were obtained by Breitbart News. I wonder if they're going to make them sleep in parking garages again and make them use the same bathroom regardless of what gender science tells us they are. The troops are set to be stationed through, through March 7th, but could remain longer depending on how the situation with the truckers plays out. Now, this is from Breitbart. According to the notice, the National Guard will encamp through Monday, March 7th. The notice stated that soldiers were already on standby to support the State of the Union address, which is scheduled for March 1st. We'll see if that actually happens. You watch. This will be like a blessing in disguise for these scumbag Washington bureaucrats because they don't have to put Joe Biden out there and possibly risk having multiple gifts and memes made about his inability to be the president of the United States just based on the fact that he can't even speak properly. However, there's another problem that I have with this, folks, and that is what harm will this do to the already illegal, unselect January 6th committee's attempts to continue to label us as terrorists? What harm will this do to everything that we've worked for over the last year to distance ourselves from the fact that they're calling us terrorists so that they can bar people from running for office and, ladies and gentlemen, take away our voting rights in the process. So I'm very, very, very skeptical about this. I'm very on the fence about why we chose to basically shield off the, Ameri- the, uh, the nation's capital. I understand the timing of it. I understand the, nas- the, the state of the address. I get it. I understand the symbolism of it because of the state of address going on, state of the union address going on. But again, ladies and gentlemen, something doesn't sit right in my stomach about the strategic plan that this convoy has. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I will be proven to be wrong. And I hope I am. But it just, it seems like, it seems like a setup to me. It really does. It seems like they know how we're going to react. So they push the bear and poke the bear just enough so that, they w- that we will react the same way they know we will react so that they can set things up again, just like on January 6th, just like they did at the protest when we went to try to, um, to, try to bring awareness to the political prisoners in the D.C. gulag. I just, something doesn't sit right with me. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm not for the convoy. I am. Just something is eating me up inside saying, is everything that we've worked for over the last year about to be destroyed? Hopefully, the people that are in charge of this convoy, and I know there's some very intelligent people, hopefully they've thought of this, and I'm sure they have. I just feel the need to bring it up to my family here on Life from America. Now, it's worth noting that throughout Trudeau's brutal crackdown in Ottawa over the weekend, he never called in the military. At least that's what they say. But I'll guarantee you those troops with no names and no insignia and no, ba- no um, patches on them whatsoever were UN troops. But here... Biden already is. Biden, in his weak state, has already called in our military against us a week before the protesters even arrive. What does that tell you about the future of what's about to happen? Law enforcement officials have hit somewhat of a snag prepping for the oncoming, uh, the incoming protest, and they are currently scrambling to secure heavy tow trucks that would be used to haul away large trucks uh, participating in the convoy, according to the reports from Breitbart. So Chad, uh, Chad Pergram, he's a, uh, he, he tweeted out from colleague Jillian Turner, police around D.C. Uh, have told National Guard that the trucker convoy intends to shut down the Beltway and major roads leading in and out of D.C. The National Guard is scrambling to secure heavy tow trucks to haul away semis, which may try to block roads. Naturally, some lawmakers also hysterically began demonizing the convoy before any trucks have even rolled out. We know they're going to do the same thing they did in Canada. We know they're going to demonize this as terrorists. They've already said that they're waving swastika flags. They're doing this, the, the classic Nancy Pelosi wrap-up smear campaign, and it hasn't even started yet. That's how afraid they are. So, folks, we will keep you updated on this, and I would like to let you know that I will have Real America's Voice on the scene reporters in the trucker convoy 
feeding live images to me here on Live from America the entire time. So we're going to keep you guys updated, and we're going to have some of the first boots and the first eyes and ears on the ground, even ahead of people like Fox News, because we already have our reporters lined up to reach out or get out there from Real America's Voice News and bring the truth to the people. So I can't wait. And a big shout out to those that are risking their lives and their reputations and their families and their futures, i.e. Ben Berkwam. Right? Um, so it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible to have boots on the ground there. And I'll keep you updated as to how things go. But just know D.C. is scrambling right now. Now, speaking of fascists who are scrambling... Speaking of fascists who are scrambling, let's go up to uh, Justin Trudeau's Canada real quick and talk about the fascists who seem to be so loyal to him that they've even published a map and all of the information of all of the Freedom Convoy donors in Ontario. And on top of that, they're posting pictures up on telephone poles like you do when there's a missing cat or a dog with the donor's information on them. This is how bad that Justin Trudeau's fascist loyalists want people to get hurt. It's actually really disgusting. It's really, really disgusting. Let me show you. Let me um, let's bring up a map uh, that was published by Justin Trudeau's fascist, racist, stupid supporters. Check this out. So this right here shows you where all of the Canadian donors came from. Now, when you break it down even further, it actually obviously goes to thousands and thousands of individuals. So there's the map. Let's read a little bit about this before we show you the picture of the, of the, uh, of the notices that are being stapled up all over, all over every city. I'm telling you, they are, the, the government, the Canadian government is behind this stuff, folks. They want people to suffer for what they did, and they don't want it to be by the hands of the government officially. Fascists loyal to totalitarian Justin Castro published the names, addresses, and the amounts donated of all the Ontario donors to the Freedom Convoy protest. The leftist thugs posted the information on Google Maps, ladies and gentlemen, on Google Maps. Now, this is a tactic used in all totalitarian regimes to scare the critical mass into complete silence and compliance. This is what they do all over the world when it comes to to fascism and totalitarianism. Now, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, this is similar to what their leftist cousins did in the United States last year with BLM and Antifa. Leftists published the information and locations of Americans who donated to President Trump. Remember when they had all of that, uh, all of those, um, those lists and AOC was trying to get it out there and they were trying to label anybody who donated to Trump was a, a, a racist, but B, a, a communist and a fascist. And they doxed everybody. Now, of course, the FBI, the crooked FBI, the crooked DOJ, <clears throat> they did nothing about this operation to terrorize fellow Americans. No, no, no. But imagine had we done that. Imagine had conservatives done that. And I don't know where we're willing to go as a conservative party. I don't know where we're willing to go as a Republican party. I don't know how low we're willing to stoop in order to beat these guys. I don't know how much of their game we're willing to play. But it's either we get ready to play their game or we start a new game of our own. One of the two. We're at that point. Now, here's the real evil. Threatening posters. Listing the names, the personal information um, of, of the hacked Give, Send, Go convoy donors appear all over the streets of Ottawa following Trudeau's vicious crackdown. Now, I want to show you what one of these actually look like. These people are sick, I'm telling you. Sick and twisted. It says, Know Thy Neighbor. Remember to thank our generous local convoy donors. The situation in Canada is looking more and more like Germany, folks. In the past week, Trudeau gave himself practical limitless, practically limitless emergency powers in an unprecedented move that he froze bank accounts. And then his henchmen were sent in to crush the people's grassroots uprising. And now, after the city has been finally cleared, an unknown individual or group is publicly doxing the names and personal information of their fellow citizens who dared to contribute money to the convoy. Yesterday, photos surfaced online showing threatening posters that were hung up all over the streets of Ottawa, calling for the people to, quote, thank their local donor uh, convoy donators, donators, yeah, presumably in the most aggressive fashion possible. Now, I want, uh, we've, there's been some names obviously redacted here because we're not going to 
post that kind of stuff. But I want to show you a, a more blown up picture of this. There you go, right there. Look at that. They're literally putting the number of people's houses on there. They're putting how much they donated. They're putting the, their address. They're also even putting their phone numbers in some cases, you guys. And the only real reason to do this is to get people hurt. I just seen a, uh, just off topic real quick, I seen somebody's having a birthday today. Uh, looks like uh, DLB. Jeremy, can I get a shout out for my birthday? Yes, you can. I don't know your name because it's a, uh, it's a handle, but happy birthday to you. The only real reason to publish this kind of stuff and do this and dox people is to get them hurt, period. They did it to me, and guess what? We had people outside of our house, uh, outside of our house threatening to kill us one night. You know what I mean? Multiple nights, actually. See, it isn't like they're doxing somebody so that you can go to them and you can have a one-on-one fight because if that was the case, I'd say bring the heat. I want all that smoke, as they say. Bring the heat, I would say. If we were having a one-on-one fight and I was protecting my family, I'd say bring it. Just bring it. But that's not how these people operate. They don't dox in order to have somebody come and face you to tell you that their grievances with you are X, Y, and Z. L-B-G-T-Q-X-Y-N-Z. No, no, no. They're coming to you to play dirty, dirty, disgusting um, games and to have these evil totalitarian tactics where they destroy you, possibly kill you, get you fired, destroy your entire life. And a lot of times you don't even know who is individually responsible for it because if you did, then you could go and destroy their entire life too. Like I said, how far are we willing to go? Because this kind of stuff, it's not like it's not happening here. It already happened here. It is ramping up here in North America. Canada was a dry run for Klaus Schwab and the rest of the globalist elite to continue to push forward while your brain and your mind and your eyes are on the illegitimate Biden regime trying to pick a fight with Russia, which will never materialize into anything real. If we go into a third world war right now, it will be precisely because of fear porn and political propaganda, period. Now, let's stick with this fascist, Justin Trudeau, for a minute because of the fact that he's right near us. What he does there affects us. Now, you really can't make this up, ladies and gentlemen. After horses trampled people in Canada, after people were beat and kneed in the ribs, after their bank accounts were frozen, frozen, their pets were taken and euthanized and their lives destroyed, their driver's license taken, their insurance taken, people threatening the people they worked for to shut down their businesses. After all of that, little Fidel Trudeau goes on TV last night and says Canada will stand, with, uh, stand against authoritarianism and announces Russia's sanctions after he did everything that I just told you that he did. This is what kind of an arrogant, pedestal, elitist, scumbag, hypocritical loser this guy really is. And I can't wait till justice comes his way. Listen, listen to his sniveling, whining, little pathetic mouth. Canada and our allies will defend democracy. We are taking these actions today to stand against authoritarianism. The people of Ukraine, like all people, must be free to determine their own future. We will continue working with our international partners to safeguard Ukraine's territorial integrity and prevent further Russian aggression. (laughs) What? Excuse me. Hello, McFly. When I saw that, I was completely shocked. I said, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're standing against authoritarianism even though you are literally committing acts of authoritarianism on your own people currently? You just used an emergency act that has not been used in your country ever against peaceful people who were not armed. These people are picking a bigger fight than they know. I can tell you that. These people are picking a bigger fight than they know or that they're ready for. Or that they're ready for. So ladies and gentlemen, because of that little, uh, because of that little ridiculous act, 
by Justin Trudeau. <laughs> you know what we're going to have to do. I think it's time. Here we go. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> we did it, Joe. Don't you just love that new animation by our uh, by our wonderful producer? Let's go ahead and cue the music. Justin Trudeau, you get the Dumb Dumb Swamp Donkey Award of the Day. We're going to protect oh, people from authoritarianism. We're going to protect... Actually, it's more like this. Um, we're going to protect people from authoritarianism... That's what he reminds me of. He reminds me of a fifteen-year-old, a fifteen-year-old, a fifteen-year-old little spoiled brat girl. Anyway, I think Canadian senators are finally getting fed up with Justin Trudeau because apparently, the Canadian Senate is so frustrated by the pressure to rubber stamp the Emergencies Act that they are working together to figure out a way to either stop the authoritarianism by Justin Trudeau. Or get him removed. Senators are being being asked to make decisions on the basis of secret information for a crisis that is not visible. Conservative Senator Leo Husikos on Tuesday criticized the Prime Minister for calling Tory MPs who have not condemned the Ottawa protest as supporting people who wave swastikas. An independent Senate might prove to be a challenge for the liberal government as it is asking the upper chamber to extend the Emergencies Act. Mark Gold, the government's representative in the Senate, faced a barrage of questions from the senators from all groups on Tuesday about whether the act was necessary now that the occupation outside Parliament and the border blockades have ended. It's time to end it. But Justin Trudeau is continuing it, kind of like little illegitimate Biden down here has continued the Emergencies Act of coronavirus for another year. There's no reason for it. There's nothing happening that justifies it. The House of Commons voted on Monday night to extend the emergencies measure that have been in place since last week. The NDP voted with the liberals, arguing that it was confidence. It was a confidence vote and now was not the time to plunge the country into an election. But that trick likely won't work with senators who are growing increasingly frustrated that they were forced to rubber stamp government legislation. Many of them wanted to know on what basis the government decided to invoke the Emergencies Act in the first place. That information has not been made available to Parliament, most notably ongoing investigations and intelligent information. Long story short, the senators are now putting pressure to get that information and to make a ruling on whether or not that this can, can, can continue. Now, logic would tell you, screw the process, just stop the authoritarianism. I mean, at least it's a move in the right direction, but the damage has already been done. The power has already been self-given. And once power is self-given and taken away from the people, it is rarely, well, it is never given back without a fight. You know that, and I know that. So let's bring it back home. We have stuff going on here that we need to talk about. So let's bring it back home and let's go down south to Georgia, where the devil lives. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger found we've come to find out through Voter GA and, and all the work that Garland Favorito is doing. Again, folks, I know it sounds like nothing is moving forward, but all of these election security laws that I tell you about every week that are being passed is a direct result of what we are exposing. OK, and when the right people get put in place and in power, because of the election laws that won't allow them to steal like they believe that will, then we will take care of what happened on November 3rd and put the right people where they belong. However, Brad Raffensperger secretly hired a company called Salesforce.com. And the reason why he hired them secretly was to manage the voter rolls in the cloud. Think about that. Think about everything that I've told you about my time being in an IT in the IT industry and remember everything that I told you about how government contracts are very very strict when it comes to the people that they do business with okay never would you be allowed to be out of compliance with any kind of IT security issue ever not even for a day but this guy hires a company called Salesforce to manage the completely corrupt outdated and overbloated Voter rolls in the cloud? 
Now, lawmakers in Georgia need to speak out about this because this, this is the most dangerous move that you can do when you're putting your information out there for people, third-party companies to use in the cloud. So incredibly stupid. In a no-bid contract, by the way, and, and just so you know that when you deal with uh, state and federal governments, there always has to be a number of bids that come in. It is their process. It is their requirement that they get bids from multiple vendors in order to find out who's the best, who's the cheapest, whatever it is. They're required to. There was a no-bid contract here. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger announced the outsourcing of Georgia's voter registration system to Salesforce.com. The implementation is to be managed by the MTX Group. The new system is called the Georgia Registered Voter Information System, or you might see it as G-R-V-I-S, Jervis. It sits on Salesforce servers, by the way. So that means all of your most precious data of everybody who votes in a state is now being held on servers from a third-party company that has nothing to do with the government whatsoever. Okay? Sits on Salesforce servers, which happen to be a cloud service provided by AWS, Amazon. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Salesforce is a CRM. If you don't know what a CRM is, it's a customer relationship management vendor that provides online software as a subscription service. As a subscription service, it allows companies to manage and track their customers' sales, sales leads, and customer support tickets. These are the people that they hired to manage the cloud, the voter role in the cloud. A sales company. Unbelievable. You know how dangerous this is? You know how incredibly dangerous this is? And not for leftists. We already know that the leftists are getting this information and, and exploiting it and selling it. But I'm talking about people who hack state and federal government agencies overseas. That means China, Russia, Iran, North Korea. They're hacking that information and they're getting that information so easy. So easy. It, it blows my mind how, we're, how we even can do business with such delicate information with a sales company. Salesforce has helped only Democrat operatives, that's worth noting, like Democracy Works to track and register voters, then claim it's nonpartisan. MTX Group has not been in any election-type business ever. Both groups are now responsible for replacing Electionet, Georgia's current voter registration system. The Election Integrity Group, Voter GA, and Garland Favorito, provided a press release on this bizarre partnership. In their live press conference last week, Voter GA and its co-founder, Garland Favorito, and its volunteer investigators provided stunning details on Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff and MTX. And this was a no-bid contract with no request for proposals and no selection criteria. I do have a little image here, a little... Uh, a little Image I'd like to bring up on the screen and show you right here. Let's go ahead and put that up. Why would Brad Raffensperger do it? Why would Brad Raffensperger do it? The vote for Brexit on the election of President Trump on a protectionist platform are two momentous makers of the Western backlash against globalization. Subsequent studies not only validate Rodnick's uh, trilemma, but also show that the re-election of globalization by voters is a, is a national response when the economy is strong and inequality is high. Now, what this does here, folks, is it shows you who's involved with who. Okay, here we go. COVID-19, the Great Reset, right? The Fourth Industrial Revolution. Now, what I just read you were quotes out of that book. Here's another quote from this book, radically disrupting almost every business sector. You come down here, and you have the World Economic Forum, the WES, WEF, Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab and founder George Soros. So you got Klaus Schwab and George Soros. And then right below them, you have them doing business with who? Salesforce, Mark Benioff. And he's on the WEF Board of Trustees. Well, would you look at that? Follow the money, folks. And this company right here, Mark Benioff, who is the CEO of Salesforce, who works with Klaus Schwab and George Soros, they have now been hired by, well, there you go, Georgia Voter Registration System 
Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, and look who else? <gasps> Stacey Abrams, the founder of the New Georgia Project. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not hard to put the pieces together to find out who these people are working with and who they're working for. Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger are working with Stacey Abrams for George Soros, Klaus Schwab, and the CCP to ensure that Georgia voters and their information is accessed by whoever the hell wants it and used however the hell they want to. Not very difficult to put all that together, but the fact that people are actually looking at Brian Kemp and David Perdue as two separate people blows my mind. Just like I told you the other day with Candace Taylor on the show, they're buddies, they're friends, they're good old boys, and they're homies. That's why we need to get Candace Taylor in there. We need to step up our support for candidates who are actually going to do for their state what they say they're going to do for their state and not work with these scumbags to lie in their pockets. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Brad Raffensperger, just like Mike Lindell says, look, Mike Lindell's not a liar. That's one thing he is not. And he says this guy is the devil. He says this guy is the devil. Now, before we go any further, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to uh, I do want to take a break real quick, not for a commercial or anything like that. I just want to take a break and I want to show people that have been asking. So I'm, this is why I'm going to show it about new items in the store and, of course, other things as well. So check this out. Go to JeremyHarrell.com. Here are a list of all the new items that have been added to the store. We've got the brand new LFA Live from America uh, blue hoodie sweatshirt. We've got the Joy t-shirts, spread a little joy in 2020. And on the back, of course, it's got Thessalonians. We've got the new Armor of God water bottles, tumblers, blue and white. We've got this big, huge, awesome thermos, water bottle, whatever you want, Molan Labe. Come and take it, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we've got the new Armor of God women's and men's shirts. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to show that. And I also wanted to show another thing here. And that was PatriotFoods.com. Guys, we're going to need these guys. I have a feeling that we're going to need people like this as we move forward, folks. Okay? We're going to need people we can get fresh produce from. Beverages, groceries, meats, cheeses, anything that you need. Fruit, vegetables, all of it. All fresh farmed right here in America, ladies and gentlemen. And they have upped their, uh, they've upped their uh, orders here. Now it's $120 or more. You get free shipping. It's not hard to spend that money there, but you got to make sure you want to check them out and use the promo code LFA. Cause I have a feeling that our shelves are going to get more empty as we move along towards this trucker convoy. So just make sure that you've protected yourself and here's ways that you can do that and help fund life from America. Okay, let's move on. Wow. We just talked about Klaus Schwab, right? We talked about a global takeover that is actually happening. Let's dig in deeper to that because while the world focuses on Ukraine, And Russia and America, which is just, again, like I said, fear, porn, and propaganda. Globalists like George Soros, globalists like Klaus Schwab, and the World Economic Forum, the WEF, who we just talked about, they're moving full speed ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Their agenda continues to move full speed ahead while they have you looking somewhere else. The world is reporting on uh, Russia's Putin, who just took over Ukraine after signing agreements with two Ukrainian republics who called for their independence from Ukraine. But the real threat here is from globalists, ladies and gentlemen, globalists who are virtually being ignored on a large scale, definitely by those mainstream media that we talk about every day. The media and the world are focused on Russia's evil Vladimir Putin, but they don't have a worry in the world, ladies and gentlemen, about George Soros and Klaus Schwab. While the world focuses on that, there is more formidable force. There is a more formidable force, excuse me, that few are really speaking of. The New World Order or the WEF. Yesterday, former U.S. representative and current dean of the Robertson School of Government at the Regent University spoke about this. She summarized her thoughts on Ukraine by suggesting that maybe, just maybe, this is just a, distra- a distraction. Gee, you think? Keeping our focus on Putin rather than the global elites who are stripping away our civil liberties. Amen. The WEF, the World Economic Forum, is one entity that many associate with globalism and the new world order. Now, after recent protests in Canada and the harsh crackdowns of those who protested, Canada is looked in a new light. 
Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is considered the Castro of Canada for his actions by more than just conservatives, by the way. Now, while he claimed in Parliament that the people wanted to be free in the town of Ottawa, the truckers were protesting for their freedom in Trude- uh, from Trudeau's harsh mandates related to COVID-19 that doesn't even exist anymore, by the way. Trudeau's comments on freedom were shocking after all he's done to the people of his country. But maybe there's no surprise there, folks, because Klaus Schwab at the Economic Forum bragged about Trudeau and others in the Canadian cabinet who have been groomed for globalism. In a video that is being taken down everywhere on social media platforms, Schwab, Schwab, excuse me, um, shared on this topic. I mentioned our names. Listen to this. Like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on. They all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of of, uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a reception for... Whoa, 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 back up. The totalitarian truck for a second. What did that loser just say? Did he just say what I think he said? I think he did. I think he said we need to, that they're glad of these young leaders, and what we do is we penetrate their cabinets. He said that. For Argentina and so on, said we penetrate the cabinets. Boom. So yesterday I was at a, rece- at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau, and I we know that half of this cabinet or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economic forum and that's true in argentina too wow yeah sorry that's yeah. true you losers can't even get your microphones right so shut your mouth know your role and put your and and get back in your place and your place is not to be governing us you hear what he said? He said the goal is to penetrate the cabinets. And I know for a fact that over half the cabinet members share the same agenda as we do in the young globalist leaders of the world. They've been groomed. Who do you think Barack Hussein Obama was? Where the hell do you think this guy came from? Hawaii? Bull. Bull. Barack Hussein Obama was planted and picked from the same liberal loser field that Justin Trudeau was planted and picked from. More than likely, they're probably clones. That's what Q would say. (laughs) But they look like it, right? Yes, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Ebony and Ivory, Justin Trudeau and Barack Hussein Obama, Angela Merkel, Macron, all of them, Boris Johnson, all of them. Scum of the earth, and you've not pulled the wool over on our eyes. Look, Bannon said it right this morning. The world does not revolve around Europe. And I think we made that clear in 1776. Or do we need to give you a refresher course? Molan Labe. Now, I, wanna, I have brand new footage, ladies and gentlemen. I have brand new footage from January 6th that I'd like to show you right now if you'd allow me to do that, please. This is brand new footage again from January 6th. And what you're about to see is the aggressive January 6th protesters calmly walking down the hallway, which was right outside Nancy Pelosi's door, getting a tour, it looked like, from a few people. Now, if you listen to the January 6th Unselect Committee or any of these other liberal dummies, they'll tell you that it was the most violent attack on the Capitol the world has ever seen, even though there were no weapons, even though nobody on their side got killed, even though nobody on their side really got injured except for cops who were mingling it up in there to begin with. No politician was even ever in danger of anything. As a matter of fact, they went along and had their little stupid vote or their little stupid certification just a few hours later. So dangerous, so deadly. Watch how dangerous and deadly it never was.
ladies and gentlemen, if you come down the corridor, to the right you'll see Stretchface Armstrong's office. Yes, it's an office that stinks of corruption. And if you follow me down this way just a little bit, you'll see a nice statue here on the desk. Probably very expensive, very much overpaid for, but with taxpayer money, so we don't care. Don't get lost, everybody group together, come on. Let's peacefully walk down this hallway and tell stories. There we go, take a nice look in there. Don't brush up against anything, you might clean it. You might wash a little bit of that dirty swamp off the wall if you brush up against it. Please don't do that, folks. Anyway, that's enough of this hallway. If you'll follow me to the next hallway, we'll move there peacefully and we won't bother anything there either. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what they say. That is what they're calling a violent insurrection. And that, by the way, was right outside Nancy Pelosi's office in her corridor. Now, what I wanted to do was I wanted to show you a different video of something a lot more aggressive and I believe something a lot worse. And that is the United States of America on Black Friday. If you think shopping in well, the sale is bad, you should see Black Friday in the States. Oh, that's Walmart. Oh, here come the police. Walmart in Fort Worth, Texas, hunting for bargains soon descended into violence. Well, look at that. Get my cursor. Oh, police are going to come in right here. fights between shoppers erupted in the aisles. Bystanders took pictures and videos. Look at there's the police. Oh, fighting's breaking out. Oh, insurrection of Walmart. Insurrection of Walmart. Black Friday is the biggest American shopping day of the year, held on the Friday after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Black Friday at your local Walmart is more of an aggression than those peaceful January 6th protesters. Now was the greatest part of the show. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Roger Stone has officially filed a lawsuit against the January 6th unselect committee. Steve Bannon filing a lawsuit on the January 6th unselect committee. Mark Fincham filing a lawsuit on the January 6th unselect committee. Ladies and gentlemen, there are more lawsuits that are about ready to be filed or that have been filed already against the January 6th unselect committee, and you want to know what that's going to do? It's going to jam them up worse than the D.C. blockade that you're about to see next week. It's going to make it dang near impossible for the yellow Teletubby and her little action figure ankle biter dog, Adam Kinzinger, to get anything done. They're going to jam them up in court so badly that there's not going to be a single testimony given. There's not going to be a single piece of, uh, of a single uh, a penny of gas spent for people to go there and be shamed in front of these losers. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jam them up in court so badly. We're going to jam them up and go on the offense so badly that they're not going to be able to get anything done until when? The midterm election until we take over. And guess what happens then? We do not dissolve the January 6th committee. No, we don't do that. Why would we be so stupid? We matter-of-factly hand and take over the January 6th committee. We hijack their little playtime, and we get to the bottom of what really happened, and that's when people really start swinging, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to be honest, you want to be bold, you want to be truthful, that's when things really start happening, and that's when people really start swinging, and then we can really get to the bottom of what actually happened on January 6th, and President Trump will be vindicated once again. The lawsuits are already happening. Roger Stone is leading the way. We're going to jam these scumbags up so bad. We're going to jam them up so bad they're going to need some Preparation H to get loose. And I can't wait. We are now going on the offense. You have poked the bear for the wrong, the, wrong, uh, the wrong time, and you've woken up the sleeping giant. And I am so ever grateful to be on the right side of history. So for that, we want to actually, to be honest with you, we're going to go ahead and we're going to give the Smarty Award to Roger Stone. He filed the first one. So Roger Stone, God bless you. God bless your wife and everything they put you through. You get the Smarty Award. Today here on Live from America. Matter of fact, maybe we'll get Roger Stone on to talk about that. That just gave me a good idea. So we've never had Roger on before, and I would love to have a conversation with the man himself. Well, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America here today for the day show. There are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out and your head up high. 
because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Let's continue to stay on the offense. Let's continue to keep our foot on the gas. Let's continue to stay together. Let's continue to share. Sharing is caring. Let's get the word out there. Let's spread the gospel. Let's be the tip of the spear. Let's put on that full armor of God, and let's spread some joy in 2022. God bless each and every one of you. Keep your families close. Smiles on your faces. Spread the gospel. I'll see you at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.